0: We're struggling.
1: Yeah, we're struggling out here. <sighs> okay, so while you're on your phone, we're recording.
0: We are recording? Yeah, we are. Okay.
1: So, you know something happened this week. <laughs> so, um, I was talking to some colleagues of mine. Mm-hmm. And um, then I guess we come to something about like the topic about like Disney films or something. And I point out how... In Disney films like *Princess and the Frog*, how black people are represented as animals—how that's something that Disney has done. We Even look in at,
0: *Dumbo*, thank you, the crows—the
1: crows are like a caricature of, of black people, yeah. right? And so you have like, many different. Was
0: it like minstrel shows? Like yeah. there are parodies or caricatures of those types of entertainers.
1: And then you have the—I um, think in *Lady and the Tramp* and *Aristocats*—how they have the Asian stereotypes. Yeah. Of the characters. Siamese cat with the, with the the really bad accent. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, I said like the way that like the woman was or the princess was portrayed as an animal. Like, why are they portrayed as animals when she was oh. a frog for seventy five percent of that movie? Yeah. For, like, so
0: like Disney finally gave black people like a black princess, and then for almost the entire movie they made her an animal. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> and so when they did make stories like Lion King was about black people basically right it's said in africa it's a black film, but it is just animals right okay and so but lion king King is
0: also like hamlet yeah (laughs) (laughs) or like Macbeth, yeah that's no hamlet is it hamlet
1: Yeah, yeah yeah i think so And then so I said, like, uh, I don't like the way that black people are represented in media and specifically in like Disney films. And he's like, "Um, yeah, you shouldn't think that way. Um, I think you guys are being oversensitive. And so then my mind is already like, "Mm, what is he saying? Yeah, that's not what it is. And that children see themselves as animals. I'm like, "Um, I'm sorry, but that doesn't make any sense because it's only black people who are portrayed as animals in Disney films. Um, if there are like white voices the entire film is animals so that's a very different thing and so he, so he basically said that we are being too sensitive like and him he didn't say <laughs> black people but he meant <laughs> black people or people of color um so that's what he meant and Anytime so
0: time someone says like you're being too sensitive i am so tempted
1: to be like Oh, you want to see sensitive. But that's exactly (laughs) what I did. And so, of course, I was like, I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, children pretend to be animals. And like, so that's like a thing that children do. I'm like that apples and oranges that's the whole different thing for a black person to sit there and not see them represented in media and I told him that you as a white man ha- man, have been accurately represented for your entire life but when it comes to black people it has been caricatures it has been the sidekick character stereotypes. it has been uh, stereotypes it's never as full human beings yeah. it's always the sidekick too even in black films that you have like uh, there's always like the white savior character right mm. and we look at all these. Films like *Pocahontas* and how they romanticized co- like um,
0: colonization, colonization,
1: like Native Americans, how they dealt with that. That's not the way that should they happen. They
0: romanticize smallpox.
1: So and, and he's like, yeah, children don't think about it that way. You're an adult. You're for like you're forcing your like your the way you think about it onto children. I'm like, no, that's not it because that film was not made by children. Those films are not We're made, made by, by children. They're made by adults with their with, with their prejudices, their biases, their racist th- behaviors. All these films have an films have an element of racism in them, and then. Um, He's like, yeah, that's not what I meant. What I actually meant was like, I like have a Korean, like he has a Korean wife. And so his, his child obviously is like mixed and he's like, yeah, in Korean culture, it's like, um, this, this bear that turns into a woman. And I'm like, but that, again, apples and mangoes, what are you talk? what are you that trying to say?
0: Korean culture. If they had made a film at Disney about the Korean mythology of like how, you know, human beings are descended from this bear woman who like went into a cave and then ate like soup and garlic for like 100 days and then came out as a human woman blah 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 then we wouldn't be having this argument because there would be a cultural basis for this a
1: cultural basis exactly thank you for pointing that out that was literally my next point then he goes on to say that's part of their culture Okay, first there, and I can see who he paused is there here. Exactly, so he paused before that because he wanted to say blacks, and I've heard him say this word before, and I've had to tell him oh not to use that God. word. So that's the first thing that happened, and I was like, he says it's part of their culture. I was like, huh, whose whose culture are you talking about? Who who, who? And he's like, uh, I'm like so whose culture? What culture? White and other. So you're telling me that African people's culture are to be portrayed as animals? It's part of their culture, and he couldn't specify. I'm like, you know how many like cultures and traditions are in Africa? Over like three thousand. So what are you, what are you talking about? And he's like trying to say, oh no, that's not what I meant. I'm like, but what you said and what you what I'm hearing is what you're saying. And so I don't think you know what you're actually saying. And then um, I had to tell him like the way that you're re- represented in media and the way that um, people of color, black people, um, Asian people. Anyone that's not white is fucked up because I remember being a child and um, like at a, I guess I think maybe th- second grade and we, you know, forced into Christianity. We had to draw like a scene of like the Bible or mm-hmm. angels or anything that you, you know, have studied in like the Bible, mm-hmm. whatever. And so I drew like angels. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I drew angels with like different skin tones. Mm-hmm. And then the teacher told me, no, use the skin tone crayon.
0: Oh wait, that was such a big deal in Korea too because um like those crayons, like the Korean sticky crayons yeah. that they make you yeah, use yeah, yeah. and like Yeah. So they had labeled the peach kind of like nudie mm-hmm. even nudie is like nude for who? Nude for But who? like they called that sick or like skin
1: tone. Exactly.
0: And it was this very like pale peach color and then it was a kind of big deal. Not recently, but maybe like a couple years ago going back because people started to realize like, oh, that's a little bit fucked up. Why are we saying that skin tone is
1: this color? Exactly. So she told me that what I was drawing black and brown angels, how that's wrong. And I'm supposed to use the skin color. I'm like, but bitch, like (laughs) whose
0: skin color? What are you talking about? Angels don't have skin. (laughs)
1: Obviously, as a child, I didn't get it. And then when I told my mom this and I do remember her being like angry about it, but I didn't understand why. Um, and I still remember exactly how I drew. I can probably make a kind of replica of that, like the at least the angels, because that's the thing that I remember mm-hmm. so so um, clearly. And so for th- for this white man to come and tell me that my feelings about how m- uh, black people and people of color and like mixed people are represented in media is wrong just because um, he doesn't understand it. Like he doesn't get to dictate what's racism. He doesn't get to... to, to uh, invalidate my feelings about how I am seen or how black people are portrayed and say that they were being too sensitive about it. I'm like, excuse me what the like what the fuck is wrong and so i was very heated in this discussion and then the other guy that was there also white saying oh no but he's right and he and like you're right and he's also right i'm like no, no 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 he's not right about this there's no like middle there's no gray area when it comes to racism like it's either black or white i'm sorry but that's the way that white people have set it up and so your opinion so if you're not supporting if you're not uh uh in agreement with the racial uh, sexual equality of everyone then you are a racist that's just how it is. If you're not in agreement to that things should be equal, then you're a racist. I'm, I am I. may be too extreme, but I don't know. I'm still angry about it.
0: I just don't understand the points he was making because he right. keeps on like trying to make this point. Like He tries to make point A, and then you shut it down. And he's like, no, 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 but what I meant was B. And then you're like, no, but that's also wrong. He's like, well, actually, what I was trying to say was C. I'm like, just... Pick one
1: exactly because like pick you, one you, thing what to be wrong about say, oh. <laughs> what you were trying to say and what you are saying are uh, two different things. So when it comes to matters about racism, I am very like alert <sighs> and like I've said this before. I like I specifically point this out because they white people don't realize how deep this stuff goes for all of us and i think that he felt safe with me being there me being super light-skinned mm-hmm. where for a white person who's ignorant i look like a white person so he probably thought that he was not consciously maybe sub subconsciously thought that he was in a safe space and that happens a lot with me because yeah. i'm so light-skinned that happens a lot where white people say fucked up shit and then i go and uh, then you uh, call them out for I'm it i'm like no girl i'm sorry but that's not the way it <laughs> works my family we have black people we have mixed people we have brown people we have like a very like you've seen the family photo right it's a very like big spectrum of what it is and so that also brings me to the thing that I saw the other day about how a South African was saying that uh, was told uh, somewhere here in Korea told um, a black girl that um, oh now you finally have like uh, uh, a colored um, vice president he said the word colored now let me just give a little bit of context oh in South Africa my oh. my race is classified as colored right but that context is very different to the American context so but I in America
0: colored has a very very, very negative
1: sp- like loaded you don't connotation say that you do not say that word no and so like making the argument that it's okay for him to say it I'm like it's not okay for him to say it because he's saying that about an American person and at this day and age at his age is like 30 something or something he, he should sh- know the history he should know better like I, gr- I was born in segregation my mother suffered under segregation And so it's like, I know that I'm being, I'm not, I feel like sometimes I'm being sensitive about it. And then other times like, no, "No," because I've been told that I'm being too sensitive about it by white people.
0: And I do think that a lot of times when white people respond the way that your coworker, colleague, person did, it is because they're uncomfortable because they've never had to face this conversation. Right. Or they've never had to think about it in that way. And so challenging that idea for them that like, oh, it is kind of wrong or it is straight up wrong that Disney portrays black people in a certain way that it doesn't portray white people. Exactly. For him to face that fact is just like shattering his idea of like right and wrong and like this is how the world works and this is why I am in the place that I am, like why I am the person I am. Like it challenges a lot of basic assumptions.
1: It challenges a lot of basic assumptions because he doesn't understand that um, when you see the princess or when, when, as a child, you watch something like that. And I've said this many times. Yeah. Um, the cutely drawn, they put themselves into those cutely drawn characters. Mm-hmm. Now, um, and because Disney is such a huge conglomerate, like it's the second biggest like media, imp- like, th- like conglomerate mm-hmm. in the world, makes 22 billion in revenues every year average Mm. or whatever and so they have the spectrum of influence whether it be children or adults like their influence in media is massive and they specifically dictate how fairy tales are represented and fairy tales have been represented in favor of white people so 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 like the subliminal messaging the, the 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 explicit messaging of race and racism in fairy tales is clearly there
0: they even get to dictate how other people's other countries fairy tales and mythology are exactly. discussed exactly. like Mulan was a shit show but no one wants to talk about that no one wants I mean to like talk a lot of people that. actually do want to talk about that
1: so that's not fair but like especially because the new movie shit
0: <laughs> like nobody during production was like mm, mm. maybe we should have an Asian director maybe <sighs> we should have more Asian writers mm, that, yeah
1: mm, there's like um, <laughs> we can go on about this forever because there's so much to say, but like like I want to get back to the way that children see themselves because uh, and I'm sorry, like we're always bringing up Beyonce, but specifically yeah. because uh, Blackest King is tied to Lion King and is tied to Disney, and when Brownskin girl, oh, the live action movie, yeah, exactly, and so when Brownskin Girl, that video came out, right? Mm-hmm. like um, and I saw like uh this this girl react to that that music video and she was like crying about how beautiful it is Mm -hmm. and that is like for the first time where she sees black people being represented as creatures of beauty like that and not as comedy or caricatures on tv or like black girls being seen like that it's like it reminds me of like uh there's one line in the song that says um if ever you are in doubt, remember what mama told you brown skin girl, your skin just like pearls. Like, it makes me sad every single time it gets to the, the, the climax, yeah. and I cry every time because I know for a fact that my mom, like, um, the way that she was raised and like teased and being ugly and all these kind of mm-hmm. things, like, she never had a parent that told her that you were beautiful just the way you are. And that's a feeling that, that like, like, that overwhelms me every single time when I think about black people because that is what happens with them. In terms of what is portrayed in media, no one ever t- says that you're beautiful. It's you're beautiful for a black girl. You're beautiful. Oh, like can I touch like the whole hair thing about yeah. how?
0: Uh, don't. I know we're talking. Don't about... touch black women's hair. Yeah, exactly. Don't ask if you can touch it. That's not more polite. It's Let just, me tell it's you. Bad.
1: <laughs> where my sister lives, Namibia, where my family, like uh-huh. all my family, lives, my sister. Um, you've seen the pictures of her, right? She's yeah. like the the most Eurocentric looking of us with her green eyes and um, like very like mm-hmm. white, not, I wouldn't say white, but like lighter than even me. Mm-hmm. And so she gets like a lot of like, uh, I would, uh, she gets a lot of like, they know that she's not w- white, mm-hmm. um, but she's allowed to work in this white space and she has like dreads. So she's t- she's turning yeah. her hair into dreads. And you know what they say? They say dirty for dreads because in their mind in the white people's mind dreads has something to do with rastafarians or black people and black and dirty that all goes together right you see these little things that i'm like so for this white man to tell me that my feelings about how black people or color people or people mixed people are represented in media is invalid you can fuck far off
0: <laughs> i wanna no i mean like we could just keep going on about this because I was thinking about the Pixar movie Brave. Right. Where um, it's like the Scottish princess. She's white, obviously. um, And her mom turns into a bear for like most of the movie. Mm. And I feel like that would be an argument like a lot of white people would reach for. Like, oh, they did this to a white person, too. But it's different because Disney has had like what, like 20 something white princesses. Right. There is a variety. There is a different scope of representation there where Mm. it's okay well not it's not like okay but it's different when Mm. you have a historic like this is the first black princess that disney has drawn has made into a character
1: and she was also light-skinned she wasn't even black black like she wasn't like and
0: they do this to her
1: (laughs) exactly so yeah, we could go on, on about this forever, but I just like I think about this kind of stuff because we are in Black History Month technically. Mm. Like we're not recording it in Black History Month, but you know, in we my mind be. it's always Black History Month. <laughs> um this week I am Megan Thee Stallions knees. <laughs> 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 because like this the dances and oh. stuff that they can do. I wish I had like I, I'm getting close to it. I can do the whole twerk and, yeah. and like move down to like bada yada yada yada. I can do that <laughs> a little knees. bit, I think.
0: Oh god. I had not thought about it in those terms. <laughs> <laughs> i am coming to you with the versatility of coconut oil
1: the versatility moisturizing uh, lubricant.
0: moisturizing conditioning <laughs> conditioning yes oh just everything like coconut oil
1: so let's start our episode today we're talking about
0: fomo and regret so in korea the pandemic really started like The news started to report about, like, cases coming in and, like, how dangerous it was or how dangerous it was predicted to become in February. Right. So, like, late January, early February. And then, so it's been almost a full year now of, like, corona, like, COVID news restrictions, like different stages of lockdown every
1: day it's like to, to read the news to hear all these things it's mentally exhausting to see what's happening all over the world
0: it is i mean
1: basically most of us are like stuck indoors or very limited to like uh our social rea- social interactions right mm-hmm. for people like me um 2020 has been a year where i kind of needed to to socially distance myself and so for me it was beneficial to an extent. But I know that there's a lot of people like who are extroverts that thrive on social interaction. Who are
0: struggling. And I don't think you even need to be an extrovert to be struggling. Because even as like a lifelong introvert, there have been times where I'm like, I wish it was okay to like just go out for a quick meetup with friends right just because you don't want to be around people 24 7 doesn't mean that you never want to be around people and
1: so like when it comes to like fomo and in times of like COVID, it's so hard to see people like out there doing stuff being happy but also be like how are you not taking this seriously i know that there's a thing as like covet fatigue mm-hmm. but i intellectualize things probably in a different way or I don't know. Maybe I'm just I don't a loner. I guess, <laughs> or maybe I just don't need other people's energy because most people are say stupid shit and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. So how do you deal with FOMO? How do you like personally deal with it?
0: Um, because I feel like FOMO is really hard to pin down. I never really know when I'm gonna feel it because sometimes I'll like not be invited to something and then see it going on over like Instagram Mm. stories. And then I won't even be mad. I'll just be like, I'm so glad I didn't go to that thing.
1: I think I get offended when I'd wanted, this is, this is the fucked up thing. Like I'd wanted to, or didn't know that I needed the social interaction (laughs) and then I want to, but I never tell anyone. Yeah. Um, But because of most of 2020, I've become much like a a recluse in some ways for some healing. Um, people have stopped inviting me to things. Yeah. And it's not like I made this announcement saying, guys, I need some time off and like whatever, Mm -hmm. you know. So no one just, for most people, I just disappeared. Yeah. So like when I see on social media, they're doing all their things and I'm like, I wish I was there, like (laughs) low key. But um, I, yeah, so that's where I'm like, and that's, I'm like stuck in that kind of space. Like that's the
0: other side of it for me. I either like don't care at all, like even seeing it happening or I'm like, oh i wish i had been invited or like why didn't anyone think about inviting me even if part of me is like if i had been invited i wouldn't have gone
1: right i wouldn't still have gone
0: kind of, i'm still kind of like oh but i wish someone had thought about like asking me to go
1: it reminds <laughs> me of that <laughs> that that girl elsa um, elsa yeah elsa where, she's like, Jimbo,
0: where she's like oh you thought i was gonna go <laughs> <laughs>
1: Also, jumbo is honestly one of the best things that have ever happened in 2020. I am so happy that she blew up. Like it's...
0: laughs while eating her chips. I mean, <sighs> she is a queen for the people.
1: Loki, not <laughs> not even key, high-key goals. Like I love her. So, what do you like? What is the emotions that you go through when you go through FOMO? Um,
0: I mean, if I dig really deep, then I think it's honestly a feeling of hurt. Uh, like feeling excluded, and then like overthinking and wondering if it's something that I did. Yeah. Or like something that I said to someone and then like, oh, maybe they were offended by it and then they were like turned off and they like didn't want to invite me to something anymore. When most likely they just like either didn't think about it or they did think about it and they're like, "Oh, DJ probably won't want to come to this anyways," which would be fair a lot of the time
1: <laughs> because <laughs> like, like nine out of the ten yeah. times you say no, because right?
0: They would ask and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm already in bed. I did my skincare. Sorry, next Sorry. time." And then like they ask a couple more next times and then eventually they stop asking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like. When I take out my contact lenses, I am not leaving my home. The (laughs) serums are on. I am not leaving the house. I am done. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, the way that I overcome it is like just recognizing that that sadness, like where it comes from. Like FOMO definitely is like that feeling of exclusion, right? And then you go back to like groups in like elementary school or high school or like these formative years of like not being included. So I guess it kind of like triggers your like something in your childhood. For me, at least, it like Mm -hmm. triggers like something. And um, I can't quite identify it just yet. I think I would need a therapist for that. I do know it for most of, for me, and I think then also for other people, it does come from a childhood um, kind of trauma or an event or something that stuck with you where you were excluded. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
0: think we even have to say it's trauma because I'm sure everyone has that sort of experience of right. being left out like you weren't invited to a birthday party or like someone was going to the park and they didn't tell you and then the next day you found out like oh, your best friend is now best friends with someone
1: else. Right. But see, that's <laughs> that. But that was the difference when we were younger, is that we didn't have these constant updates, these live true. updates of people's lives where that's we know true. we were excluded. So the pain of it was like less, you know, but now you're like, it's happening right now. It's five happening minutes ago. live. It's <laughs> basically like you know, five
0: can... minutes ago, you see everyone meeting up and you realize, oh, if they had just asked me 20 minutes ago, I could have been there too. I could have been there. It's that's r- a different type of hurt. Yeah, that's a different
1: <laughs> type of hurt. So, so social media definitely has played in, a, like, in to a lot of like mental or creating a lot of like mental issues with people. I think, mm, like uh, well,
0: social anxiety and
1: like right. So, how I try and overcome FOMO is recognizing that yes, I am sad, um, and also getting off of social media. And 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 this is something that will probably mm-hmm. come a lot when we talk about like, um in the podcast, like your mental health, a lot of it is tied to your addiction, which you're not even aware of, of your phone.
0: Yeah, because you can't feel FOMO if you don't know what's going on. (laughs) Right,
1: circling back to the fact that back in the day, we didn't know what other people were doing until they told us about it a week later.
0: Sometimes it's a bit healthier to not know what everyone else is doing at all times, because then you're not comparing yourself and you're not aware that like other people have lives that don't revolve around you
1: and that's okay because your life doesn't revolve around them either yeah
0: so you don't really need to feel that much FOMO like have your own life
1: so I guess a a way to recognize FOMO is when you feel sadness when you're scrolling through your phone I mean, I mean, it's not the definite like tell all like, but when you feel sad, when you realize that you feel sad that when you're scrolling through your phone, try to go, why was it because I was looking at my friends or someone's life? Like, like, why? Like, just try and identify that. Like, don't try and fix it. Um, just try and identify and go, oh, right. I have FOMA right now.
0: Something you said earlier really resonated with me about being triggered. I think that's a really core emotion When you feel FOMO is like that feeling of being left out. My solution to overcoming that has just been to like make plans of my own. Like if I see a couple friends that are doing something without me and I realize that I feel FOMO over that, then I'll make my own plans with that friend. Like maybe they didn't invite me because it just didn't cross their mind that I wanted to go. So if I make my plans with them, then they are aware that Oh, this person would like to interact with me.
1: <laughs> oh my God, DJ, that struck so deep with like, me. You
0: don't have just because you're not invited doesn't mean you can't invite people to your own thing.
1: That struck so like so, like I'm getting like slightly <laughs> emotional <laughs> because that struck so deep with me. Like when you want better friends, then be a better friend.
0: Like, if you want to do something with someone and you see that they're doing it without you, and you're like, oh, why didn't they invite me? Oh, they don't like me anymore. Oh, they probably don't even think we're friends. Blah, blah. That's like,
1: really not what's going through not, their head at r- all.
0: <laughs> like, usually, like, 90% of the time, probably. Mm, like, less, yeah. I don't know what kind of friends you have, but, like, most <sighs> of the time, that's not going to be the case. So, just... If you want to do something with someone, plan it with them.
1: I'm very, uh, whatchamacallit, guilty of this, Mm. where I don't make plans, but I do like to see people, but I don't (laughs) make plans at all.
0: And it's something that you can slowly work up towards because in any friendship, I think it's natural. Like sometimes people like to plan more than other people do. Mm. So they sort of take on that role, but it's not fair to always expect someone else to initiate plans with you. Like if you want to hang out, then tell them you want to hang out.
1: Okay, this week, what did you do for your mental health?
0: Uh, I feel like I'm a good shit for this. Hold on.
1: (laughs) Hey, like maybe there's someone out there I think that agrees with you. Go for it.
0: I have gotten a lot of takeout with different (laughs) friends this week. (laughs) Hey, that's okay. So... I'm meeting people, which is maybe bad because of the current pandemic. But right. I am also supporting the local economy by ordering in and getting to <laughs> That reminds food. me of
1: Elsa again when she's like, <laughs> 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 I am a leader. I should be president. Like, oh, I love her. Okay. I was very specific with my journaling. I started to like relearn typing because... Um, Like I've said before, I'm very like fascinated about like the way that your brain works. So I'm going through like the the mistakes I make in typing, kind of like relearning. So I know that my left, my right hand is slower than my left hand. So I make lots of mistakes. Mm -hmm. No one cares about this. (laughs) But like I like to to look at self-improvement, whether it be my brain, whether it be my body. It makes me introspective, which helps, I think, me become a better person.
0: So we are no longer posting to SoundCloud. We're on Google, iTunes, Spotify, so all the big ones.
1: I didn't know that we are, like other people told me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. But um yeah, thank you very much, everyone, for listening to all our friends at this point that we know are listen- listening. Thank you. And for the people that are listening and don't tell us either, thank you too. And um, um, so, if anything that we said uh, struck a chord with you, please pass on our episode. If
0: you have any rants that you would like us to help you right. get out and process, if you have any shitty things that happened to you or like shitty coworkers or a, a shitty, shitty boss, relationship, shitty relationship, anything that's just like frustrating and anger-inducing and just bad that you want someone else to talk about
1: we are by no means in any way any kind of therapist but we like to talk shit <laughs> yeah we are petty as fuck <laughs> all right everyone um thank you for listening and uh, enjoy your day Bye-bye. bye bye